What's up, everybody? Welcome back to a really janky setup of Captain Cook. I'm Jerome. I'm Nick. And uh, like I said last week, we're at Hess's house. And it's going to be, this is the only episode that'll look like this. If you absolutely hate this setup, I'm sorry. Yeah, don't make me laugh because it made my whole mic jiggle. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, if you like the setup, I'm sorry also because you're never going to see it again. It's the last time you ever see the setup. At least for Captain Cook. It's a little off, but whatever. It's really weird. But, you know, we got our pops. We're staying We got up. our cooks. Got our bang. We got our, uh... What are you going to do? You got a poop-filled diaper in there? Are you going to throw it at me? And, and, we're, and we're staying on course. That's the main thing. Yeah, we're, we're not letting you guys down. You're getting your soul in. Before we start, though, uh, I got a question. What was it that you were telling me you, uh, had for dinner last night? Full cock. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Is that what it was? No. What do you, um... You always want this in your butt. What is it? Full cock. Oh, yeah, that's what it is. Yeah, okay, thanks. What's your nickname? Hello, my magic flute. <laughs> wow, is that the same? That's from this episode? Yeah, they're both from this episode. Are those your only two? Yeah, those are my only two from this episode. Wow. I think that was the one that I was thinking. Yeah, you I thought knew. I was going to get a sound, and I was like, well, I hope I got it, because I only got two. It's uh, funny because I think it in the in the moment, and then I, you watch the rest of the episode, and you're like, oh, yeah, I don't remember now. Yeah. What What if? Uh, Blow my magic flute, bitch. <laughs> it's you know I think the only reason you want to do this podcast is so you can make little fucking. <laughs> Wait, uh, I got a I got one more good one, and then we'll start with the after episode. Okay. 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 So. <laughs> you can't laugh before you do it. Look, okay, so this is a little scenario. Hess walks in the house, and you're like, I want it now, baby. He walks over to you, gives you, Full cock. and then you go. Oh, 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 oh. Wow. They had sex with a head. I didn't know Saul was that dirty. I didn't either until we started watching this, and then we're like, "Oh, I still didn't know until Full cock." I still didn't know when I watched this. And oh, then, until I get until you get a hold of. Yeah, I'm a sitting button. there. I hear a sound, and I'm like. Well, fuck. I got to turn everything off. And I can put that in someone's butt. Yeah. Uh, but today we're talking about Better Call Saul, Season 1, Episode 7, Bingo. Uh, also Episode 8, but we'll get into that. Rico. Um, but uh, written by Jennifer Hutchinson, directed... Excuse me, fam? Directed by uh, Larsa Kondraki. I, I probably, I, I probably I doubt said, it. I probably said that wrong. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Um, so it starts out with Mike and Saul meet the agents from last episode. And Saul gives the notepad back. Saul says they found it in the parking lot. And uh, then Mike makes Saul leave. And they talk about the young cop and Mike's daughter-in-law. Yeah, I really like their interaction. I forgot that yeah. it happened over two episodes. I did like too. it just takes point right where it left I actually off. thought that lasted longer than it did. I mean, maybe they could come back to that a little uh, more. I don't think they do. But uh, I, I like that how, how he talked to that cop. And he, like, they were talking kind of shit about the young cop at first. And the guy's like, yeah, I like him, though. He's just trying to make his name. Yeah, he didn't want to get caught by him, but he likes what he's doing. He's being the the literally the guy trying to arrest him is honest. Yeah, yeah. So and like, he's like, yeah. and then they, like, basically so they got nothing. And they're like, hey, do you want to? We're gonna talk to your daughter. You want to go talk to her first? He's like, I got. And Mike's like, yeah. I don't think she'll tell you much, but that's up to her. Yeah, well, because he's already talked to her. So yeah, he's like, I've read the scripts for the rest of the season, and hey, I highly doubt that she's gonna talk to you. I don't think I'm going to prison, guys. I've already filmed a fucking show where I wasn't in prison. Yeah. <clears throat> Uh, so Saul brings Chuck his daily ice and groceries, and while Chuck is testing out how long he can last outside. Yeah, he's getting ready for something. Yeah. 
fucking faking son of a bitch. <laughs> and then Saul also drops off some of his uh, elder law files to little to trick little Chuck. And he's peeping through the window, and Chuck's like, he gets a little smile on his face. I did. And he, even later on, he thinks that Saul was tricking him just to organize the files, but Saul is tricking him to be like, no, look, I'm not slipping, Jimmy. I'm doing elder law. That well, and and he needed help, and he knew his brother wouldn't be able to resist. Yeah, he even called it Tom Sawyering. I think is yeah. At least they didn't call it another Garth and Mark skit. Wow, that seems to be their new go-to yeah, every single time true. something happens. Um, but I did I did like that. I also like that. It might even be the next episode. I might be skipping ahead, but like when Jimmy finds out that the it is the next episode. When Jimmy finds out that they're, um charging too much and stuff mm-hmm. um that his brother missed it he's like those are the ones i looked at yeah and he's like oh you must have you know i didn't catch it until like i was yeah. there or whatever i almost missed it too i'm gonna see if i can just balance this on my lap there's no fucking way uh where was i oh so kim and saul look at a new op oh i forgot that happened yeah kim and saul look at an office for saul you know going through and she's like wow this is really big really he's like i like the open space they check out one office they go to another it's bigger and he's like, yeah, it's for my partner. Wink, wink. You want it, Kim? This was rough. Yeah. Yeah, she uh, turns him down. Just think, if she would have said yes. You could have cut off a couple seasons and they would have been slipping Kimmy real quick. I don't think there becomes a slipping Kimmy. I think they would have just, just, yeah, just done elder law and all that shit. So really, yeah. she could have saved him from becoming Gene. Or it which would also hurt me because I love Gene. Gene's my favorite. Gene doesn't even do anything. I don't know why I love those Gene scenes so much. I mean, I like him too. I'd watch a show of Gene. I like him too, but he's the he does the least of the three people. Yeah. Hey, he called um the vacuum repair guy. Can't think of his name. Yeah, I can't either. But yeah, um, that's about it. And he got in a taxi. And he passed out. Drank a drink and watched old videos. Yeah, he also lied to those cops, too. He also locked himself <coughs> we out. We just recapped all... We don't even need to talk about those gene scenes ever again. <laughs> he, just, he also locked himself out of the fucking store. Uh, that's season two, isn't it? That's I the next so. one. I always think that's the first one. Uh, so Kim chose the Kettleman's the deal. It's 16 months instead of 30 years. If he admits full guilt about it, and they have to give back the $1.6 million. There is no money. So then, yeah, they, there's no money. There is no... And they're like... Yeah, okay, whatever. But like this is the deal as best you're gonna get. There's no money. And uh, they so end up firing Kim. They're so clueless. Yeah. They're fun. It's a good it's a cool story. I like too how like cause the husband's like, Oh, it's really gonna suck, but you know, for the kids, I guess. And she's like, No, there's no fucking money, you're not going to jail. Yeah. She's like, you know, I think I was gonna get the Jesse clip and I forgot again. I'll cut into it right here, Jerome. This is who he hires? What? Are you kidding me? This is the guy you want. This is the guy I'd hire. Oh, that's the guy you'd hire. Uh, look, you remember Emilio? Okay, this dude got Emilio off like twice. Okay, both times they had him dead to rights, yo. And then, poof. Dude's like Houdini. Seriously, when the going gets tough, you don't want a criminal lawyer. Right? You want a criminal lawyer. Um, so Saul is hosting Bingo. For the Kettlemans and uh, not for the Kettlemans. For the Kettlemans, <laughs> yeah, they're all there and they're just hanging out there. The kids are all playing bingo. No, Saul's so hosting a bingo game and the Kettlemans call him. Is what actually happens. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, they want him on one condition: no jail time for Craig. Think he can get that? I do not. 
this whole stuff with them is my Breaking Bad moment of the episode. Like oh, doing a scam yeah. to trick them in, like having Mike go there and breaking in, watching them overnight, eating the eighteen apples and all that. That I think that's like a Breaking Bad moment. I think that's the closest. For those, to if, this, I, if this is your first time watching, we've tried to pick out a one moment that is like kind of like the only thing that would happen in Breaking Bad. Yeah, with the remote control car and stuff. Yeah, I, totally. Yeah. yeah, I had trouble this, finding a Breaking Bad moment, but you, now that you say that, yeah, you're right. This is the one show that like. Because most shows are like, oh, montage is going to happen, like, whatever. But, like, something happens, and you're like, oh, and the music kicks in. And you're like, you're, like, interested in watching it, and you could watch it for, like, ten minutes. Oh, no, their montages are great. And it's also easy for me, because I'm like, oh, and montage, cool. I just take less notes. Oh, I'm just funny. watching them eat apples and watch the family, and they argue and shit. <clears throat> so it's very easy. Uh, but so they also use the retainer from a few episodes against Saul. And she's like, oh, you know, if we do take the deal, and we want all the money back... We gave you some as a retainer, he called it. And he's like, um, I gotta pee. Yeah. And then he calls Kim. He calls Kim. and she, uh, So he goes to the bathroom, calls Kim. Uh, makes that guy very uncomfortable while he's peeing at the urinal. Now that guy's in Breaking Bad. Oh, really? You, you know, you keep you picked up the nurse last week. Now this guy. No, I'm not you, picking you it up. Got, I, I listened to the podcast. Oh, you're a cheater. I was going to say you have a better... Yeah. I was going to give you a compliment and say you have a better Breaking Bad eye than I do. I do. But now I realize you're just a lying piece of shit listens well, to podcasts. You write down what Vince Gilgan says and says it's your own words. I didn't ever claim that, and I didn't write anything down. Okay, you typed it in your phone. No, I didn't. Let me see your notes. Okay. <laughs> you turn your screen, it just says drums a dildo. Oh, I'm writing that <laughs> down right now. No. Uh, so Kim asks Saul... If Wait, he... you don't want to know who he is in Breaking Bad? Oh, sorry. I didn't know you actually knew that. So you did write it down, you little tallywhacker. Mark, that's for ne- that's for, for next week. Don't even read that uh, one. Breaking Bad moments episodes. Uh, uh, I have no notes. The only thing I have is what the. Oh, gotcha. So you're proving to me you wrote nothing down. Yeah, I thought I was I, I was really lost there trying to find out what it was, and uh, you couldn't find it. Uh, he's apparently he's with them when they build the magnet. Oh, I think he's part of the crew, and they just put him in there. So you're telling me the, this is gonna be uh, really hard to find if I even have it or not. But you're telling me he's part of. Yeah, bitch! Magnets! Yeah. Oh, that's pretty dope. That's what Vince Gilligan said, and because then they're because he doesn't have like a name or anything in either one, and they're so they're like, yep, he's the same character. That's the same universe. That's, that's what. what didn't they do that with? Uh, there's a guy in Saul that's in El Camino, and they're like, hey, yeah, same guy. Yeah. Like, he, he's doing completely different things, and it has to bring strippers over, but yeah, same guy, whatever. Right. Um, This is just a good thing. Roll me further, bitch. It's right there. I had to click it. <clears throat> um. So, yeah, she asks Saul if he can talk them to go back to HHM. It's a lot to ask. Yeah. And later, I it's one of those things, too. This show does great comparing it to other shows. It's like he he tries and fails to bring them back, and then he, they go there to pick up the files here in a second and all that. Mm. And Kim's like, "You it just you couldn't have talked to me there." He's like, "I tried, but like, yeah, I didn't want you." And she's like, "Yeah, no, I don't know why I'm getting mad at you. Like, of, of course you tried. You're not gonna try to steal them from me." Most shows would have had that drag on forever, and that would have been a plot point. Now Kim's mad at Saul, and it gets so annoying. Wow, I never even thought of that. But this show was like, "Oh yeah, of course." And they just think like humans. Yeah, I, I, I that's what I like about the, the Breaking Bad in this is like they don't have stupid plot lines like that. That it would, that would go on forever in like a normal. Yeah, because what she's asking. I imagine if this was Flash. 
Oh my god! They wouldn't even tell each other that they were <laughs> quitting. <laughs> He'd hide that he yeah. had them for like a couple weeks. I can't let Kim know. I gotta get her. I gotta get them to get back with Kim before they realize that they came to me. Yeah. Um. No. Yeah. I. He doesn't want them. First of all. Mm-hmm. And. Yeah, because he's trying to do this elder law stuff. And Kim got in trouble for it, so he wants to help her out. Yeah, which I, I, I'm glad he did, because it gets a really interesting storyline here. Um, So Howard shows Saul the Kettleman's files, and uh, <clears throat> now that Kim is... Th- actually, I think he would have probably tried to fight for them and do it normal, until he found out now Kim is in the East Wing. Yeah. He's a coward. How could you? See, this is actually... We've been giving Howard quite a... He was a dick in this. These I think these two, but at least this episode. Uh, but not to, not to Jimmy. No, yeah, but to other people. To, He's to, a dick. And, and, and to if, Kim. And if you're a dick to Kim, you're kind of, it's all yeah, doesn't take that I very guess, lightly. I guess so. Uh, I but, mean, she did lose the client. Yeah, but, you know, be a homie. I liked how Jimmy goes, oh, I'm going to need some help. He goes, yes, you <laughs> are. <laughs> yep, you are. <laughs> uh, so uh, Saul talks to Kim about that, and uh, he keeps saying, she's like, you're fucked. Uh, I mean, you're not going to get it. I mean, I know you, Jimmy. You're not going to get a better deal than I got. And, and let's be honest, we're not supposed to say they're criminals, but they are. Like They stole right. money and all that. And he goes, there has to be a loophole. He keeps saying that. And you're like, well, you know, there's going to probably be one in your soul. You'll figure it out. One, he's very, very smart. Yeah. But two, he's re- he, like, it's going to happen. You can just tell. Uh, so Saul has Mike put the money in the kid's RC car of the Kelmans. And uh, so I, this was so smart. So they sprayed some kind of fragrance or some like liquid on the money so when she touches it it would leave a trail and they argue with the kids and she's like well I gotta go put this back with the money and then so later at night after they're sleeping Mike breaks in there and takes all the money for Saul it was so cool I how many apples did he eat was that like 10 apples an apple day no I don't know he was there a couple hours but that that's such a weird little thing that they add that um it's fun I I loved it when Jimmy walks in and is like Okay, you don't have your money anymore, so here's what you're gonna do. And they're like, "No, we." Ha-, and he's like, ah, "Go!" And she like runs off. Yeah, sprints upstairs. I, I like how like it doesn't follow me. You just sit, you just watch him sit down there and like. Yeah, he's like wait, and then she runs and back Mr. downstairs. Mr. Kettleman's like, "What's going on?" Like, yeah, yeah. Right, so Mike breaks in and steals it. Saul visits the Kettleman, uh, has him check on the money. They go do that, and he goes, "It's on its way to the DA's office. Uh, you should probably go back." And he says, "You probably should." But he basically forces them. To go back to Kim, shows up at HHM with them in the car and gives them to Kim, and she goes, "Thank you," on the way up. Yeah. Um, and then after dropping off, Saul goes to his unfinished office, slams the door, kicks it about a hundred times. This part, I, I really like this, but it also this was makes you feel bad for Jimmy. Oh yeah. I mean, he's kicking in, scream like he's like freaking out, having a meltdown because he probably can't have this office now, and he lost those clients that he could have had and got some money for, but he gave it back to Kim. Yeah. And then he answers the phone and goes. Oh, Gail's office. Like, and just goes back into character, and you're like, oh, that's kind of sad. Oh, totally. It's hard to believe if you think of Saul that you that you would feel bad for him, or that he even would care any about anyone. I mean, I feel bad for him in Breaking Bad when he gets beat up a bunch. Yeah, like, Wall almost beats him up. I think at one point, and then Jesse does beat him up because he about Brock and all that. Yeah, but like it. But you don't feel that bad. Because, I mean, we like Bob Odenkirk. That's why we feel bad. We don't feel bad for Saul, necessarily, the oh, character. I, I do a little bit. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, because he's kind of a douchebag. Totally, but he's like a li- he's like a likable douchebag. Yeah. You know, unlike you, you're just a douchebag. Saul Goodman is a likable douchebag. Yeah. <laughs> uh, wow, that was, we didn't do that quick. How long was that? 19, I guess 20 minutes. That's not that quick. 
We did kind of, we dicked around a little bit listening to Ice Ice Baby though in the beginning. Ding 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 ding. I can't hear that anymore. Taylor must have turned it off. Uh, Better Call Saul, season one, episode eight, Rico. Rico. Uh, written by Gordon Smith, directed by Colin Buxy. We've read those names before, right? At least the Colin Buxy I wrote before. I don't know uh, if it was a writer or a director. The Gordon Smith I know because they talk about him a lot. So I don't know if more episodes he wrote. But I guess every every time, which I just lost her name, but every time the editor that's on the podcast pops up in the bottom, I'm like, oh, she edited this episode. Oh yeah. Which I wouldn't. I mean, like it, like it matters. They do a very good job. Well, the, like the other guy, I hear them on the podcast and shit. It seems like every episode that's really good, they're like, oh, Skip edited this episode because it's Skip McDonald. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's kind of funny. So two things. One, the Gordon Smith was, I think, at one point, um, Vince Gilligan's assistant. Oh wow. And I think. It's a could, pretty big uh, jump. You go from being assistant. Well, I think to, you just kind of move up. That's what they do. So I think in Breaking Bad, like I think he wrote some like some fake scripts to help out, and mm-hmm. then they're like, "Oh yeah, you did that really good. You can, here, here's your shot." Um, but when I was listening to the podcast mm-hmm. on iTunes, instead of Rico, it's called Ringo. <laughs> oh really? Yeah. It's like episode eight, Ringo, and I was like. You think someone would? That's weird. So they did a typo on their own podcast with the episode. Yeah, that's really weird. Uh, we were watching some old videos, and I saw a lot of typos. They did with like putting subtitles on for like Four for Mafia stuff. Oh, I can imagine. Um, so it starts out with the flashback. Saul is a mailboy at HHM, uh, and he gets a letter that he passed the bar at the University of American Samoa. And I was going to tell you to wear that shirt. It's too fucking But then we hot. did it here, and it's yeah, how his balls are. So. It's a sweatshirt, yeah. Um, And uh, he asked Chuck to hire him. So first he shows that to Kim, and he's like, I can't open it. And has her open it, and they get all excited, and she hugs him. She actually has the tiny office that she probably got sent to again in the East Wing or whatever. Probably. Or a real small office yeah. with boxes and shit. But then he goes to Chuck, and Chuck, like, he's saying nice things. But he's got to look like, I can't, he's not- I, I can't believe this piece of shit is doing the same job as me. Yeah, he's not sincere at all. Mm-hmm. And it's the same look like when I walk out. I'm like, you want to play Warzone? And you're like, oh, fuck. And I'm like, this fucking guy gotta drives play. me into I gotta the fucking... I got to play with this guy. He drove me into a river. Yeah. <laughs> fucking. Oh, you're the bounty here. I'll save you. Um, Can't believe I did that. <laughs> um, But no, and this is where Michael McKean's such a great actor because he's like, aren't you proud of me? He's like, what? He's like, well... Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah of course yeah. I am. Yeah. And he is, but he's still... And he's so, scared, he's, too. He's so... He's in such disbelief that he passed it without letting him know. Yeah. And he knew how hard he had to work at it, because he had to work hard to do it. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, he did night school, because you know, didn't want to mess up this job. And blah. Like, he had a whole explanation for it, and he's like, yeah, it's no big deal. It's one of the, and then he's like, oh, yeah, cool. And then, hey, can you hire me? For what? Yeah, that was that the answer. Was and you're like... One. And he's like... Well, Oh, oh, here, yeah. Well, I have to ask Howard. You know, it's not just me. And he's like, "Well, yeah, of course." Yeah, I have to ask Howard, mm-hmm. or I have to tell Howard not to hire you. Is how, more Howard, like it. see, and the funny thing is, is then like, uh, I don't know if I wrote that down here. Oh yeah, so I did. So we'll just go to that. Uh, they have a little party for for. Uh, actually, wow, I wrote Jimmy here. I said I would never do that. Mm. Howard congratulates Jimmy and asks for a moment alone with him. So they kick uh, Kim out and whoever else the little nitwits in there. Uh, he has a moment alone with him, and um, we can assume that this is why he hates Howard. Because his yeah, brother's like, I've got to ask Howard, and we don't see what happens. And then the next scene is Howard being like, yeah, there's not room in this town for the both of us. Yeah, 
I mean, y- you would hate Howard too. Yeah. And so basically, Howard is uh, Chuck's puppet, kind of. Yeah. Or is I don't know what. Not really a puppet, but kind of. You would you think the HH would be more powerful than the McGill? Yeah. Or as Mimo would say, the Dick Dog is bigger than the Smokey. The Dick Dog is not bigger than the Smokey. Yeah. Um. Well, I mean, I think Chuck's a way better lawyer. Yeah. So I think that's have why you even actually seen Howard do any lawyering? No, we just see him sh- like, uh, t- talk to people a little bit when he would talk to that judge when they were were in the same. Oh, uh, okay. Um, Saul visits uh, Miss Landry for the last time, or so he thinks, and uh, she only has forty three dollars, and she keeps bringing up her allowance and all this stuff. So he's like, whatever, you know, we'll drop it down from one hundred fifty to one hundred bucks or whatever. But she gave her some money back for it. Why don't I just keep that? Then she wants to be like. Yeah. Whatever, it's all. Uh, but he leaves, comes back, and goes, wait a minute, your family has you on an allowance? And she's like, no, 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 no. Uh, Sam Piper Crossing, they have it on ball. And he's like, huh, interesting. I like to. And then she, like, they go inside, too, and like she's like giving all the fun. She's like, no, no, it's okay. Like, everyone's doing this. Yeah. And he's like, no, they're not. <laughs> um, two things. I like how he figures out that she's getting fucked over. And he's, like, really helping them. I mean, he helps Yeah. Of course, it's going to help him too because he's going to get a big settlement out of it eventually. Yeah, but he he came back and is only starting it because he's like, "Wow, they're fucking over this old lady." Yeah. I gotta I gotta stop this. And you know what always has escaped me? Hmm. Uh, you know he's saying he's not slipping Jimmy, but literally the only reason he's that's the lady that won the bingo last episode. Oh yeah. You know what I mean? So like he, that's how he's he going there in. because he's like, oh yeah, she's got money and shit. But he's also is trying to like it's both. He's got a no, but but that's what I mean. He's there under false pretexts, doing bingo and showing, and he's trying to get them all. Yeah, yeah. He's selling it. He's not doing anything wrong, but he's also it's but it's it's a little borderline. Yeah, yeah. Which just kind of went over my head, I think, before. Um. But so Saul goes to Chuck and um has him look at the sandpiper paperwork. And then, you know, that's when Chuck's like, oh, did I miss that? Yeah. Um, but Chuck says, you know what, the right, like, he, he's like, it's very iffy, but this could be a class action lawsuit. Yeah. So that gets, that gets Saul a little happy. Saul goes back to Sam Piper now, and the little, because the lady, when he was talking, they showed a little tiny scene, you can't hear what he's saying, but he's talking to, like, ten of the old people there. Yeah. And the little receptionist gets a little scared. So now she refuses to let him in. Which just proves they're doing something wrong. Yeah, they start shedding, sh- shredding. Or shedding. Yeah, they're shedding all their skin. Turns out they're fucking reptiles. Oh my, that'd be a crazy twist. <laughs> You're like, what the fuck? How does this go to Breaking Bad? It turns into V. Um, but so he uses the bathroom. He writes on the back of his legal uh, notepad and on some toilet paper. Uh, gives him like some, paper some legal, pa- legal paper. Uh, hey, he's like, can I use your restroom? Yeah, I got, some, I got my BLM. Um, did I say BLM? You did. <laughs> what is it now? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, when, you know, it makes you have to shit. Irritable bowel syndrome. Uh, IB, IBS. I don't think there was that. Not BLM. When he was around. When he they, said it. I think they made it up. Uh, but he does that. He gives them the legal paper, tells them to stop shredding, or, you know, they're going to, you know, go to court and all this stuff. It gets real gross after this. Um, so, you know, Mike goes and gets, sees his daughter. He has to watch, uh, Kaylee now. He's, now he's babysitting Mike. Yeah. Um, so then Saul, he's staking out Sam Piper, goes into the trash to try to find all the shredded paper, gets so dirty, he picks up a diaper, they throw trash on him, he, so then he, while he's inside there, he gets a call from Schweiker and Coakley, which I 
had no idea he is in season one. Oh yeah, is he Schweiker or is he Coakley? Uh, I believe he's Schweiker. No, okay. I had to Google how to spell that because I don't know how to fucking spell Schweiker. It's funny. The other day I was I was going for a walk and someone had a sign to vote for someone and the guy's last name is Schweiker. Oh, and you're I was like, like, oh my god, he's real. He's related. Yeah, but uh, he calls him and um, we get a month. Oh, I. Apparently, I didn't write down what they talk about, but he, he basically is like, what's this all about? And he's like, your clients are, you know, starting all this shit. And he's like, are you related to Chuck? Because I only yeah. made this call because, you, you know, he might be yeah. Chuck's brother or something. I don't know. And he can't trust to scare him. Yeah. But so after that, Saul gets out of the trash, realizes that all the paper's in the recycle bin. Goes, oh, yeah. I forgot about goes that. Goes back to Chuck's That's house. That's awesome. And we get a montage of him, like, sorting all of the paper. The, That's so gross. It wasn't real trash. I like to think it was. They're like, well, actually, Bob Buttercrook likes to get really. When character. they talked about it on the podcast, they said it, it was real trash, but it was movie trash. Uh, so it was like clean trash, if that makes any sense. Like they're like, like they knew where the coffee grounds came. Here's a Capri Sun yeah. and all the shit they put in there. It, it, like they really, they knew the baby, the shit in the diaper. Ugh, I don't think that was a baby that shit in that diaper. No. <laughs> Probably like Vince Gilligan. He's like, take this, Bob. <laughs> you don't like my writing? Um, Saul falls asleep. You know, he tells Chuck, you know, he's, Chuck wakes up. He's been doing it all night. He falls asleep, and Chuck ends up doing all the work. That's crazy. Yeah, he, and he wakes up, and he's like, oh, yeah, I got it right here. He's, like, taping him to the legal pads and all that. Um, but I was like, oh, that's really smart. I would have just tried to lay them out together. I wouldn't have thought to tape them together on something hard surface. And that's why Chuck's smarter than me, I guess. Without, he may th- he may without th- a doubt. He may think he has some fucking stupid electricity disease, but he's smarter than me. He's not afraid of bikers. That's true. Jesse is, though. Jesse should be. Um, but he did all the work, and then uh, he actually offers Saul to work together. And at this point, you're like, "Wow, his brother maybe could be a stand-up dude." No, you're not. Yeah, Eric, and the- you know what I forgot to say last episode? Like, okay, what? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> I was gonna say the last one, but then I realized, yeah, obviously the last one. So when Saul takes the Kettleman's money. Hmm. He stay, He has Mike stake out the place and then steal their money. Yeah, and he even puts his little stack on top of it. Yeah. Um, whose plan was that? Saul's. Was it? Or I mean, was it? Or was it Nacho's? Uh. Well, is that what Nacho said? Well, this, he staked out the place and he said, and then he said, "I like to steal from thieves because they don't can, uh, can't call the cops." Oh yeah, and then he, he and then he says that to them. We can do call the cops and. Uh, that's true. Yeah, he totally stole Nacho's plan. That's funny. I never even thought about that. Nacho hasn't been in it a bit, too, by the way. It's that's what That's what I was going to say. I was going to say, hey, you remember, he's in the next one. Um, I mean, he gets in it a lot later on, but... But it's always we always miss him. And even, like, season, like, four, for yeah. example. You like, can notice when he's not in it. You're like, God damn it, where the fuck is Nacho? Yeah. yeah this is Better Call Saul, but I want Nacho Average Breaking Bad movie. Um, so he Saul goes to... He calls Kim outside... And asked her to print. It's going to be thousands and thousands of papers and cases. It's going to cost, they say, 300 to $400 worth of paper. And That's crazy. Jesus Christ. They try to use... Uh, what a fucking waste of paper. Yeah, they try to use Howard's code for the printer and all that shit. But she's like, I can't make them. That's a lot of money. So yeah. then he goes inside and Chuck's like, oh, just just use mine. And then Kim's like, well, how's that going to... He's at HHM and you're... With, you're by yourself. Like, what? How's that going? And he's like, I don't know. We'll figure it out. And she's like, oh, okay, Jimmy. But I like how... Jimmy knew he was going to say, just use my account. So he's like, hey, uh, Chuck, uh, what should we... Yeah, he did that on purpose. Because Chuck that. is into the case and mm-hmm. not thinking. Well, yeah, he's definitely not thinking. Um, So they do that. Uh, So then we get back to Mike. Mike's uh, at his daughter-in-law's home. 
because uh, he's watching Kaylee. I put that as if I didn't say earlier that he was watching Kaylee. Well, in he ca- still in is. Case, in case you forgot, he's still watching Kaylee. Hi. And uh, she asked... Did he yell at her this episode? No, that's a couple seasons okay. later. Okay. But his, his daughter-in-law asks, you know what, can I spend this money like for Matt? And he's like, if it'll help you guys, yeah, obviously. Yeah. You think I was going to tell him to like, just keep the fucking money, but then I'm going to tell you to give it back? Well, yeah. I, and I bet she knows how much well, it is now. Cause remember before she said it was like... It was like three, four thousand dollars or something like that, or four or five thousand dollars. I'm not sure, but she knows how much it is now. She fucking carries uh, around in her purse all day. Oh, the thing is, yeah, you can keep it, but you can't spend it. What's yeah. the point? She's a fucking idiot. Uh, so Saul checks. Uh, Saul, I can't talk. Saul and Chuck fax Schweiker and Coakley some of the you shredded mean documents. Jimmy and Chuck. No, and uh, so after that, they arrive at Chuck's house for a meeting. They offer them a hundred thousand dollars. They they say something. That like they you know they rounded it all together and this is how much we've stolen from the people but they don't say stolen they use technical terms yeah um, but like, we'll overcharged we'll offer, yeah we'll offer you a hundred thousand dollars and uh, then Chuck mentions actually Chuck doesn't mention Saul mentions but Chuck brought it up to him earlier about the syringes from Nebraska and then that's when they start getting, oh you're gonna try to make this into like you know like selling drugs across country or across state lines and yeah. all this stuff because they're like oh who knows where else it goes to um, and then Striker and Coakley talk for a minute. They uh, ask, what price do you guys have in mind? Chuck blurts out $20 million. And it's the only thing he said the whole time. Yeah, he was nervous and didn't say anything. And they, he, he, Stryker and or Coakley tried to uh, give <laughs> I him... I think Coakley's there. Tried to give him some small talk in the beginning. Do you remember this case? You yeah. Know, I was or something. And he's, like, he's just nervous and not... Yeah, and he's like, oh, ha, 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 yeah, I kind of remember that. Um, but he blurts that out. And um, they're like, what? No way. And then they end up leaving and then, so after that, Saul recruits some old ladies from... Oh, oh, my God. I'm having a stroke over here. It's typical. Saul recruits some old lady mall walkers, goes to Chuck's house, and go. He goes, did you bring the... I don't know what kind of files, but it was some files that he needed from the case. They're probably the ones that Kim printed, I would assume. Probably. Um, and he's like, oh, I forget. They're in the car. I'm just going to wait here for a minute. Saul falls asleep. So fucking Chuck walks outside, goes to the car, and he's all fine. And Saul walks on and goes, Chuck? Yeah. And then he freezes and he's like, oh shit. And you hear a little zzzz noise they do whenever he's going to freak out. I like it when they do that. Yeah. And then the episode knows. ends and you're like, you motherfucking piece of shit. I do like I, it. And I, it's, it's weird too because at first you would think, like, if he just had his keys on him, you would think, oh, he's just, you know, willy nilly going out there. But he opens the mailbox, moves the phone to the side, grabs the keys, closes the mailbox, opens the car, picks up the box, and you're like, how, do, how does he not realize after this moment, oh, that's not real? Because it. Wow! Like at I that, think I feel like at that moment, like if I like I brought plastic, if I thought I didn't have my left hand, and like you threw a football at me, and I went, I'd be like, "Oh shit, I do have a left hand." But maybe I'm just like a rational thing. First person. of first of all, if I hey don't I can catch a football? No, not with your left hand. Want to try? Yes, I do. Do you have a football? I'll throw I'll throw Jimmy at Toss you. Toss Saul over here, just slightly. Not fucking hard. This isn't Saul. This is Jimmy. It's Saul. It's from Breaking Bad. All right. Keep talking. I'll do it surprisingly. No. <laughs> what? <laughs> I don't like that. Just toss it. What do you think made the dogs bark? I made him bark. You didn't catch Jimmy. I hit him, though. And I felt it with my fingertips it's on the hand slipping, that I thought. It's slipping Jimmy now. Yeah. On the hand that I thought didn't exist. Now I hit him. I don't think it exists. I think he proved your point wrong. All right, well, I think it's time to fucking wrap this up. You're starting to ramble. You're starting to ramble ramblings. Wow. I need more stickers. Don't have enough stickers. This match.
You, it's always over when you start hitting buttons. It isn't over until uh, the fat lady dings. Yeah. It's weird. Um, but yeah, so thanks for watching, everybody. Oh, wait. Hold on. I forgot to do this. Thanks for watching, everybody. Please like, subscribe. Uh, this was a weird one here with this setup. Uh, if you didn't like it, it's Nick's fault. So, yeah. Why, am, why is it my fault? <laughs> I drove over here. I fucking...